Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I titled this, this third lesson, Altars uh, of Surrender or Surrender Altars. And we're going to talk about something that's really difficult, I think, for us Christians, and that's uh, obedience. But I think I'm going to put it in a place that you'll fully understand it and how God wants to bless us, and many times he'll ask us to do something or put us to the test, right? We're going to talk about a test that he uh, put someone in the Bible uh, to, uh, Abraham, and just watch what he did as a result of him obeying it. And uh, he will test us at times. Majority of you right now, you're doing everything God wants you to do. He's not dealing with you to do anything, so uh, you can just relax. But he, he will deal with you to do something in the future. So we'll talk about that as we go on. I'm going to open up with a story. I think I might have shared it before, but I, I don't know. At this age, I just hesitate sharing it. But I feel like I feel like I should. I feel like it's important. So uh, I'm going to be very transparent, okay? And uh, take a chance as I'm transparent. But, uh, you know, before I met Jesus, I, I wasn't a great person. My mom and dad had seven boys, and my brother Mike and I were terrible. And, uh, and, and I like to think he was the worst one, but he tells his church I was, so uh, I don't know who was. But everybody else was good. Same parents, I don't know. We, had, we just had issues. And so I had this problem taking things that weren't mine. And uh, I stole a lot of things. I stole off people I knew. I stole off businesses I worked for. I stole off people I never met. I mean, I would go to a party, wait for everyone to be drunk, and then take stereos and, and TVs. And I had a fencing system, guys to sell them. So I was a terrible person. I know, I know. You could say I was a creep. So um, I was a young Christian, newly saved, a couple months old. And I found, about this, I found out about this Bible study. A woman in Niles was doing it in her home. She asked me to come. And I'm meeting these new people, brand new Christian. And she looked at me and said, share your testimony. So I'm so young. I was raw. I shared it all. And when I was done, she said, I don't think I ever want you in my house again. (laughs) And it really hurt me. I said, you told me to share it. I mean, it's not like I shared it voluntarily. You asked. And and, uh, so we all have sordid past, right? So I accept Christ. And I am so excited I'm forgiven, right? Because he that's forgiven him much loves even more. And so I'm just in love with Jesus. No one loved him more than I did. I just loved him. And I was so thankful he redeemed me. And I had about a one-year honeymoon, and it was so great. And I'm so thankful. And then about a year into it, uh, God dealt with me. And, you know, not these ears, but this inner voice, he dealt with me to make restitution for some things I had stolen. And two of them were businesses that I worked at, and then uh, two were friends. And there were so many people, I didn't even know who they were by the time you know I forgot where they lived and everything. But um, I said no. And I said, God, I, I can't do that. I just can't. I could be prosecuted, first of all, by those businesses. And then I said, I don't want to lose these friendships. And so God kept dealing with me, and I kept saying no. And then this crazy thing happened. I had never experienced it. I'm only about a year old in the Lord. But heaven became brass. You know, the Old Testament talks about it. That means God's hand of grace and blessing. Just, it was kind of like it was pulled off my life. And uh, I stopped growing spiritually. And every time I tried to seek God, all I heard was, make it right, Joe. Make it right. He just kept dealing with me. Make it right. So understand. I want to make sure you understand this. If I didn't obey, I still would have went to heaven, guys. We're saved by grace, right? So I'm not saying we're not saved by grace. 
And at that moment when I was saying no, God loved me as much as anyone on the planet. So this was just him testing me. We're going to talk about a big test in the Bible that Abraham had. He was just testing me. He wanted to take me to the next level. He wanted to see if I would obey, and I kept saying no. So heaven's brass, and I can tell I'm disconnected from God right now. And so finally I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And it was tough. I mean, going into the employers, it was the same people running the businesses as when I was there. It's only a couple years after I worked there. I worked there in high school, and, and I'm just, just turned 20. And, uh, and, and just really hard, but I'm telling you, their jaws dropped dropped when I told them how much I stole. And I added it all up because I got Christmas presents for a couple years for, for my family from there. And my mom would say, you're so generous. Like, I know, mom, I'm a very generous man. And, and uh, I felt creepy then, right? So, um, so I took what I guessed I took and I added interest to it for the several years and, 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 and wrote a check out to those businesses. And it really impacted them positively. They didn't prosecute, but they were just blown away. And I told them it's because I met Jesus. Then I sat with friends, which I think were, it was even more difficult. And I, I let them know, and I gave them back with interest. And guys, it impacted their lives. But the thing that it did was it took me, my spiritual growth skyrocketed because I obeyed God. And God may never ask you to make restitution. He had some really special plans for me, and he needed me to become obedient to his voice. And he needed me to clean that up in my life, and he used it as a testimony. But he may never ask you to do that. And the majority of you listening right now, you're obeying God. There's nothing he's asked you to do that you're not doing. But we're not just talking about that. We're talking about when you read a scripture. And the scripture might ask you to stop doing something. It might ask you to begin to do something. And God just makes it real to you, right? Maybe you hear it in church, but you're the only one sitting here that God says, I want you to begin to do that, right? Or maybe, um, you know, you're reading the Bible on your own, and God just makes it alive and says, I want you to obey this. And, and at that moment, he's testing you to see if you will obey. Sometimes he wants you to make it right with a person you've fallen out of uh, sorts with, right? So it can be anything. You'll know it. It's not going to be a guessing. You'll know when God wants you to do something. So I, wa I want us to understand we're saved by grace. We go to heaven by grace. You can't earn God's love. But there are times when he will put us to the test, right? So here's my big idea, guys. It, it goes like this. God's favor will be displayed when we obeyed. And every time I obey him, I am amazed at how heaven opens up. Because after I obeyed him with what I just shared with you, it, it, again, my spiritual growth shot like a rocket, and God's hand of grace came back on me. And so there are seasons when he wants us to obey. So I'm going to share a Bible story just to solidify this and talk about obedience. And the book of James connects with the stories we'll read today. But uh, King Saul's a brand new king in Israel. He's just brand new. First king ever. And God wanted him to deal with uh, Amalek, the Amalekites, the Amalekites were second cousins. They came out of Esau. Esau was Jacob's brother. And so, but they, they, they did not like their cousins. And they did some things to Israel that were so bad, God was so upset with them for what they did. And so Samuel the prophet comes to Saul. He says, God wants you to go fight them. He wants you to kill every person and every animal. That was God's instruction. And when you read the Bible, you understand why. Uh, some scholars even believe they all had STDs because of how they lived and what they did. And, uh, but that was the instruction of God. It, it was really a punishment God wanted on them for what they did to Israel uh, when they came out of Egypt. So uh, Saul wins, but he leaves the king alive, which uh, 
I'm just guessing the Bible doesn't say maybe it was his trophy. He wanted a trophy. You know, I beat you. You know, and then uh, uh, he, he kept the choice animals. So God tells Samuel, I want you to go talk to him. I want you to uh, rebuke him. He didn't obey me. And he tells Samuel, I did everything you said. And then Samuel says, what, what are those sheep I hear, right? So it's a great story. And, and, and then Samuel says this to him, because uh, Saul said, I was going to save him to offer him up as a sacrifice to God. And he didn't. We know from the whole story he wasn't going to do that. Um, but here's where it ended up, uh, 1 Samuel 15, 22. But Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? And he really does. That would be our worship, our prayers. But in this case, notice uh, he's saying, that's what I'm going to use these animals I kept. He says, as much as in obeying the Lord. And I really believe obedience sometimes is that altar of surrender. It's a sacrifice in and of itself. He goes on to say, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. And so sometimes when God wants us to do something and we're not doing it, we're worshiping, he still loves us, you're going to go to heaven, uh, we're praying, but God's dealing with us to do something, you know what the best sacrifice in the world is that we can do? Surrender and obey what he's asking us to do, and he'll always take us to the next level every time we surrender, every time we do what he's asking us to do. So we're going to talk about that really famous story. This is Abraham and God asking him to make a ridiculous sacrifice, and we'll talk about what that means. But I want to show you how Abraham received uh, this blessing by faith two different times. And he didn't have to work for it. It was received by faith, but his obedience brought it to pass. Uh, Genesis 12, 1, first time God appears to Abraham. The Lord had said to Abram, his name was later changed to Abraham, uh, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Verse 2, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Here's all I want you to see. God told him, I'm going to make you into a great nation. At this time, he has no kids. He doesn't have any kids. Uh, him and his wife were not able to have kids in the childbearing ages. Now they're too old to have kids, and God's telling him, I'm going to make you into a great nation. The Bible lets us know he received that by faith, like we do for all of God's promises. And, and so uh, later on, could have been a couple years, we're not sure, um, he has a conversation with God, and here's what he says in Genesis 15. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. He's like, You're telling me I'm going to be a father of many nations, and I don't even have a kid, and it's going to end up going to my servant. So verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look at the sky and count the stars. Same thing, a great nation, right? If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord and it was credited him for righteousness. His faith received this promise. And we know as he went on, his wife Sarah, who, whose name was Sarai at first, um, she came to him and said, hey, I'm too old. Take my servant. And then he had Ishmael. Then God came back and said, no, no, it's not Ishmael. Sarah's going to have a baby. And the Bible says she laughed and God confronted her. It was Jesus in the Old Testament. 
She said, oh, I didn't laugh. He said, yes, you did. I didn't laugh. She goes, yes, you did. It's a, it's a fun story. And, and so Isaac means laughter, and that's why they named him Isaac. And so God said, I'll bless Ishmael. I'll make him great too. He'll have my blessings because he's your son, Abraham. But Isaac's the one. Isaac's the one. So we read, we read in Genesis 22, verse 1, it reads like this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Verse 2. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. And I must say, now Isaac's somewhere between 13 and 20. We don't know, but he's been born and he's of age. And it's like Abraham is being tested. That means God's asking him to do something. And I have stayed away from this section of Scripture. I, I mean, guys... It's just, it's, it's moron. It's like, it's an awful scripture talking about, I can't even, having four kids, I can't even imagine this. But I remember years ago, God opened my eyes up to some things, and I saw some things in the New Testament. But it, 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 it wasn't his son, it was the promise. Isaac was the promise, and God's saying, I want you to surrender the promise to me. And it's a test, and you'll see it. But I think this is also important. It's not like us, you know, uh, there are times when we think God's dealing with our heart, but we're not 100% sure, but we think it's God. Jesus appeared to him face to face. I mean, this, he's not confused. This is uh, God who told him to leave his country, God who blessed him. Everything he said is true. He knows it's God. He's watching him go up and come down. It, so that's different than me, me or you thinking God's dealing with our hearts. God's never asked for human sacrifice. He's not that kind of God, but he's doing a test. This obviously also is a type of Christ, right? It's a type of Christ, but, but not Isaac. It's the lamb that God provides. Isaac's a type of humanity, but it's also God asking him to surrender something that God had blessed him with. And so as we read on, verse 3 reads, Early the next morning Abraham got up and looked, uh, loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about, and one thing that's always interested me is, and, and I understand, he didn't tell his wife because she would have stopped him, and, and I would have stopped him if I was his brother, right? Uh, come on, Abraham, you sure, right? Verse 4, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in a distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then uh, we will come back to you. Can you see what I have? He was convinced that even if he sacrificed his son, God would raise him up from the dead. That's how much he believed what God promised him. And the New Testament shed some light. Let's look, Hebrews eleven seventeen. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. So he knew Isaac was the promise. He knew Isaac's kids and their kids would become the great nation, like the stars. He knew all that, but here's God testing him, saying, will you obey me, man? And, and I just want to ask all of us a question, right? Is there anything God's asking you to do? I want you to look at it differently than you've ever looked at it. You'll go to heaven whether you obey it or not. Uh, he loves you whether you obey it or not. But he's asking you and testing you and seeing if you obey so he can actually bless you at a higher level. And we're going to find that out. That's why I shared the two promises. But then I want to show you how obedience sealed the deal. And listen to verse 19. Here's what he's thinking. 
Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So here was his attitude. Either God's going to give me something to substitute, or even after I obey God, God will just raise him up from the dead. And remember, this is his, he, he's, he's talking to the supernatural God, so that takes the craziness out of, out of this command. So go back now, go back. Verse 6, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, he's becoming suspicious, right? Abraham, father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He's just a little suspicious. He's saying, God, Abraham, we've done this many times, uh, daddy, and there's always a lamb we bring or some kind of animal. Listen to verse 8. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went up together. So Abraham's just believing God will even raise you from the dead. And I'm impressed with a guy that wasn't born again like we are, so to speak. I'm I'm impressed with his level of obedience, right? Um, Verse 9. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. Now Isaac knows what's going on. On top of the wood. Verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took his knife to slay his son. Again, crazy thought, having four kids. But listen to what happened next. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord Jesus called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And he couldn't have been happier to hear from God, right? Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on your boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And I translate this in my life. Every time I obey God, I'm saying to God, I respect you so much. I'm reading the scripture. You asked me to live this way. You asked me not to live this way. I respect you so much that as much as I don't want to do it, I'm going to obey you. And there's something that happens when we, we trust God. So he stops him. Then listen to verse 13. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide, and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. So guys, uh, this is before Jesus was born. They kept looking up there and said, God's going to provide a Savior for mankind. And so this is all about that. The Lamb is Jesus, God providing. But it's also about every time we obey, God's favor will be displayed when we obey. Take a look at the Scripture again. Verse 14. He called the name of the place. He's making an altar here. The Lord will provide. That's Jehovah Jireh. It's an incredible place, guys. And uh, the word Jehovah means the self-existent one, the eternal God, capital L-O-R-D. But then Jireh just means provider. And I have noticed every time in my life when I've obeyed what God's asked me to do, Jehovah Jireh comes into display. And there's there's just heaven opens, my spiritual growth goes crazy, um, and all kinds of things begin to happen. Sometimes there's financial blessings when I obey in that way. It's just an amazing thing. So I'm going to tell you some stories, and then we'll close this and just let you see how God said, because of your obedience, I will fulfill what I promised to you. But I'll just tell you some more uh, stories that are about me. But God's dealt with me to obey Scripture. 
And, and I typically always don't want to because it entitles suffering in my flesh. Do you know what I mean by that? Sometimes it's just hard to obey God. It doesn't feel good. It's not what I want to do. And he's done it with me over and over. And I'll never forget as a young Christian, um, I was... I think I heard a minister read this scripture, but it said if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery already in your heart. And that took it to another level for me. I didn't realize that. And so uh, I was heavily, I was sexually active before I met the Lord, and, and I was heavy into pornography. And I'll just ne- rem- never forget God saying, I want you to become pure sexually, Joe. And I argued like crazy. With, I mean, I just didn't want to do it. And, and heaven became brass. And it's like God's hand of grace came off my life. And, and you know, typically we just look and think what we're going to miss, but we don't realize what God's trying to get to us, you know? And I'll never forget just saying, okay, okay, I'll do it. And, and, and then, you know, I married my wife, and, and, and I knew she was going to be a great blessing. She was incredibly you know, gifted, but I had no idea. And then after being married for a while, I looked back and I thought, wow, I didn't even know those gifts were inside of her, you know? And I'm like, I am so glad I blessed, I, I obeyed God. And, and it's just an amazing thing whenever you and I obey God. And another one, trying to give you different examples. Um, so sometimes it's just obeying a scripture. I had a falling out with an employee. Uh, I felt they were 100% wrong. Uh, they didn't agree with me, but they quit. And so, well, it was about a year, and I grieved like crazy. They were one of my closest friends, and I'm just grieving over it. It's just, I, I, I'm having a hard time living with it. And, uh, but I felt like, you know, they need to come to me first. There's nothing I can do. Um, and I was just holding my ground. They were holding theirs. And uh, one day I'm just, I think I was praying or worshiping something, and that, that inner voice, man, not these ears, but in here, I heard God say, go make it right and do it quick. And so I contacted them. We got together, and I just repented to them. That's all. I just repented. And they began to bawl like a baby. I began to bawl like a baby. We're two grown men, guys, bawling like babies. And it was the most amazing thing because, again, heaven opened up. Jehovah Jireh came through. It was amazing. But there was that moment where God said, this is what I want you to do. And again, you'll know when he's dealing with you. He may not be dealing with you to do what I've had to do. But one more story, guys. This is a Gina story. It's a good one. So a couple years before COVID, Gina and I tithe, right? We, we give a tenth of our income to the church. And then we also give a little bit to Believer's Church Benevolence. That's for the poor, to BC TV, and then to BC Mission. So we give above the tithe. And we give to a couple other ministries. And, and so um, we're budgeters. Uh, you, I mean, if you've been here any like time, you can tell I'm a detail person. So I budget, our, and Gino's just like me. And so we have this, we each have a little clothing allowance, right? And, and we can only spend this much. We know what it is, and we just, that way we don't overspend. And so Gina comes to me a couple, uh, just a couple years before COVID, and she said, uh, honey, I want to give to two ministries, and I'm going to take it out of my clothing budget. And I said, honey, and this is what I'm thinking in my head. I'm not giving you my clothing budget. <laughs> that was my first thought. And uh, we don't have anything else, baby. And, and, and so uh, <laughs> I said, honey, are you sure? Are you positive? She said, Joe, I just, God put it on my heart. I know I'm supposed to do it. I said, all right, because I believe in obeying God, right? 
and so I, I took that money and I began to sow it into those ministries. That was one of the craziest years I ever saw. Guys, I never saw it before. And understand, God's already blessing us because you know we're generous, but my wife had more people buy her clothes than... I, she had all these people, never happened before. I, I, I need to take you clothes shopping and, 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 and give her money. This is to buy something for yourself. She ended up with more clothes that year than she's ever had in her life. And it was just God being Jehovah Jireh, right? And so that may never be with you. I'm not telling you you have to give something. I'm just saying be obedient. When God deals with you, it's not to ruin your life. It's to become Jehovah Jireh and bless you at a higher level. And if we begin to look at it like that in any area of our life, just not finances, any area of our life, really when God put Abraham to the test, he was wanting to bless him and take him even to a higher level. And notice how this reads, guys. Uh, verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. So this is Jesus, man, and said, I swear by myself. Had, you know it has to be God. It can't, I mean, it, he's swearing by himself, right? He's God the Son. Declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, listen to the next verse, I will surely bless you and make your descendants, descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and it's the sand on the seashore. Isn't this what he promised him in chapter 12, chapter 15? Isn't it what he received by faith? But obedience just seals that deal so God can take you to the next level, become Jehovah Jireh. I love verse 18. And, and through your offspring, all nations of the earth will be blessed. And here it goes, because you have obeyed me. So where does obedience fit in? Is it works? Is it I have to do this or God won't love me? He's going to love you whether you obey or not. It's so he can bless you at a higher level, guys. And I don't know about you, but I get excited about that. I can tell you I've experienced it over and over. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's going to be something else he asked me to do that I say, I don't want to do it. And that's okay. That's okay. Because uh, you know the parable, right? What, what son was, was God happy with? The one that said no and then ended up doing it? Or the one that said yes and never did it, right? That's one of the parables in, in the gospel. And I, I, I'm, I'm the guy that, that says no, but eventually I do it. Because uh, I'm counting the cost. That's my personality. This is going to hurt, and I don't really want to do it, right? But every time I obeyed God, man, God came through as Jehovah Jireh. So I want to ask you a question in Borman, online community, guys at TCI here in Warren. My big question, is there anything God's been dealing with you to do that you haven't done? And all I want to encourage you to do is obey. Pass the test so God can become Jehovah Jireh at a higher level in your life. And then one more question. You guys ready? Then we're going to pray. Are you excited that he is Jehovah Jireh, guys? Can we give it up in Borman Warren TCI online, man? Let's give it up to him. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you so much. We thank you so much. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. And, and I know this, you, you teach more than I do when I teach. And you're the God that opens our spiritual eyes. You're the God that grows us. And Lord, as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I know this only applies to a few right now that you've been dealing with them. And, and Lord, so this is a good time for them to just say, all right, Lord, I'll, I'll do what you've been asking me to do. Maybe it's adding something to your life. Maybe it's taking away. Maybe it's one scripture, another scripture. Maybe it's making it right with someone. Maybe it's, uh, you know, just doing something he's instructing you to do, whatever it is. He's just wanting to become Jehovah Jireh. And he's asking you to surrender that at the altar and just say, all right, God, 
I will become obedient to you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to pray over you. Father, thank you for everyone listening to my voice. You're the God who gives us grace to obey and do whatever you ask. Father, so many in here, this this is not an issue, but in the future you will test them. You'll ask them to obey. For so many, they've obeyed you and they've watched Jehovah Jireh move in their lives. Father, but for all of us, thank you that you love us so much that you grow us. Thank you that you love us so much that you want to become Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides in all of our lives. And Father, thank you. We, We celebrated it in communion. Thank you for providing Jesus to save our souls. We're so thankful. Heads are bad, eyes are closed. Maybe you're listening and you're not sure of your eternity. You're not sure if you were to die, if you go to heaven or to hell. And guys, that's why Jesus died, so you can spend eternity with God. And right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a time when you made it personal with Jesus and said, I believe you died for me? I believe you're the Son of God and I accept you as my Savior. I'm telling you, at any age, for me it was 19. For my father, I think it was 40. And it was different. It's different for all of us, but I'll never forget the age where I said, Yes, Jesus, I believe that. It's like crazy amazing. And if you're listening, you say, I'm ready today to pray. Would you, would you pray with us? The rest of us in Boardman, here in Warren, TCI, online, the rest of us are going to help you. But just, if you, if you pray this and mean it from your heart, uh, a miracle will happen. Guys, can we help them out? Say this. Say, Father, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. I repent of all my sins and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. God raised you out of that grave. You are the Savior, the one and only way to heaven. I accept you as my Savior, and I make a decision this day to follow you. Give me grace to follow you, Lord God. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.